This is the Heart to Mouth Podcast. My name is Darius Bashar, and you, my friend, are listening to episode 54. We have a very special show for you today. I promise you, you're going to want to tune in for this. It's first time ever. We have a guest. We were supposed to have a guest in studio, but of course, Mother Nature had other plans. But thanks to this, this sophisticated technology called the cell phone, we've, we've got our guest virtually here with us. And I can't wait to share with you what she does, who she is, and her superpowers. Before I introduce her, or before I throw it off to her, I wanted to try something different. I've done a lot of podcasts before where I'd done a bunch of research to get prepared for, for the person I was going to interview. And essentially, you re- read off sort of like their bio page. It's the stuff that already exists online. This time, I was going to take a bigger risk and try to just, like a real human being, explain to you what I think she does. And then if I mess up, we'll get her to correct me. So, her name is... Yevgenia. Maybe I messed that up. We're going to see in a second. <laughs> no, no, that was perfect. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I grew up in Little Russia, so I should, should be able to do this. <laughs> what I think she does is I think she's an energy worker. I think she's an expert at helping people unleash a major power source they have within themselves. I think she helps people step into that power source and feel expressed and feel that fire within so that they can go into multiple facets of their lives, feeling full and feeling free. The area that she works within, you're going to like this one, is the sexual arts. Different than sex. Inclusive of sex, but in my opinion, sexual power and sex are two different things. I'm not going to say anything else besides the fact that one of the things that hooked me into learning more about this fascinating human being is that she has this technique for an energy orgasm that involves not even touching the person. I heard that and I knew I needed more. And the more I got, the more I'm like, I like this human. <laughs> Thank you. Tell me how close or how far I am to what you do. Oh my God, I love that introduction. I feel like I just needed to write it down. <laughs> and uh, You're very, very close and it sounded so powerful. Yes, I am an accredited energy therapist and um, I'm a passionate sex educator. So I combine the areas of personal growth, sexuality, spirituality and arts. And um, I teach people to authentically aligned with who they are inside multidimensionally so heart body soul mind and also be playful and experimental um so i teach workshops around the city and also i do private sessions and healing arts and sexual guidance so you were very very close yes thank you so much okay all right it's always a risk could i i, I could be way <laughs> off and the person like i don't do any of that what are you talking about <laughs> um so 
I want to ask a very specific question. Mm-hmm. Do you solve a problem? I believe so. I believe that I do solve a problem. Can you share with the audience what problem you solve? So to me, it's a lot of times a problem of self-hate or not accepting oneself deeply. Um, it's also a problem of feeling shame or guilt that stops you from full expression of who you are. Sometimes it's a problem of boredom or lack of passion. And so sometimes maybe a person doesn't feel alive because they're not connected to that source within. And it could be the disconnect, you know, in relationships and within themselves as well. Okay, so what type of people come to you to solve that problem? You know, it's actually, um, the, this type of problem affects uh, pretty much everyone at a um, given point in time. could be a single person looking to rediscover themselves, maybe coming out of a long-term relationship, or perhaps just getting in touch with themselves with regards to maybe their interest in Tantra or a kink world, or maybe trying out an alternative relationship, or perhaps just feeling more self-confident and alive. Or it could be couples that have been together for a while and maybe lost the passion and the fire within, or maybe they just want to spice things up a little bit and introduce a few more techniques. Um, maybe somebody is looking to advance their skills or like go into the energy orgasms, which is this amazing, profound, multidimensional phenomena. So the sky's the limit, really. Okay, we're gonna we're definitely gonna dive deeper into the energy orgasms. <laughs> yes. Um. Okay. So I just want to get really clear. The people listening are like, okay, what does she do? Okay, I understand, sex educator. Okay, okay, I sort of get that. I need to spice things up. Okay, okay, I've been in a long-term relationship. Yeah, things aren't as exciting. Most mm -hmm. people just say that's how life is. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. what is the one message like that to get people off their butts and be like, no, this is actually a huge problem that I'm not addressing. How do you get them to step out of the norm of just accepting it and settling and actually taking out it's it's scary to contact a stranger and be right. like hey show me yeah. these things so how does that go from the norm of just accepting it to no i'm going to take an action well i guess it goes um back to the intention of why we're here why are we here and i truly believe that we're here to experience ourselves fully and understand who we are and just be truly alive so living a life for somebody else or you know trying to align with the judgment of i don't know the society or maybe the parents or maybe a neighbor or even that inner voice that judges you and doesn't let you to be who you are it's not worth it this life is very short this past year I actually went through a healing journey and i had cancer and it just really brought me back down to basics like i just want to be me and i want to feel alive because future is not promised to anyone so i think that's what it is you know just kind of realize at some point oh my god who am i and why am i here and uh, maybe perhaps i need to explore this my own passion a little bit deeper and just be me Oh, I love that. I, I still have goosebumps. It's been like 10 seconds of straight goosebumps. Mm -hmm. So Thank you, you. It, I heard you when you said that 
you had your own healing journey and you had cancer. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, is that when this started? I don't even know when you, how long you've been doing this, but what role did the thought of your potential death play in pushing you into putting your money, your time, your energy, and your reputation into this work? Um, this work started quite a bit earlier, actually. It's, um, you know, growing up, I was raised in a very, very conservative uh, family. There was no sex in Soviet Union. We don't know still how children appeared. Um, <laughs> and I remember this particular story where my mom was bathing me and I was five or six and she was, you know, taking care of me. And I was so curious about my body. I was exploring myself. And so I started to ex explore my vulva with my hands. And then my mom just like, she pretty much screamed at me. She's like, no, you never touch that. So that was my first experience of, oh. And so I never was allowed and able to masturbate. Um, there was no sex before marriage allowed. And I felt extremely constricted, very repressed. And so I think that kind of jump started my journey of, oh my goodness, who am I? Why do I have these limitations? Why do I have all of this guilt and shame around sexuality and about who I am. Um, and it just brought me into kind of growing up onto a personal quest of knowledge and uh, started looking at um, self-help and then started going to, uh, to read spiritual teachings. And then I went to a school of four years for personal transformation and hands-on healing. And this is where I discovered, hey, this is who I am, you know, and this is how I am with regards to relationships. And um, I've been married for 24 years, but the past six were open because I realized, hey, I'm polyamorous, like I'm just not monogamous by nature. So the more you kind of dive into yourself, the more you embrace all of the different parts of yourself, the fuller you become, the more expressed you become, the more authentic you become. And that makes you happier and that makes you enjoy the pleasure and this life more. And then you feel ultimately more alive. So that's kind of my story. <laughs> and uh, cancer was a bit of an addition in the last year that just kind of brought me back again. Hey, what are the basics? <laughs> that, that's, uh, that's so in line with a lot of the stuff we've been talking about on the podcast around most people don't want to have no idea what their driving force is, their why. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes it comes from a wound, a childhood wound of someone saying you can't do something or if you do it, you won't be good enough or lovable Right. and yep. de denying us in a way where we feel robbed and we feel trapped. Right. And then yep. for like mission driven humans and entrepreneurs, they're like, well, I'm going to make a world where that isn't the case. You know, yep. they said, you can't do that. And you're like, that doesn't make any sense. Why do I have to have shame around this? And I love that you are de-shaming that for so many people and you're connecting it to spirituality, which is so fascinating because mm -hmm. I think in society, mm -hmm. so many people see sex as a dirty thing. Well, that's an interesting point. Even going through healing school, I noticed there was kind of this division between spirituality and sexuality. And spirituality is something, you know, high vibration and just like something very, I don't know, attuned to um, maybe religious or just like higher realms, right? And sexuality was always viewed as something animal-like and just like almost like you're not even supposed to do it. It's just 
not it, like the two the two subjects were completely the opposite i don't see it that way at all i feel that spirituality and sexuality are the same life force that we have and if we are blocking off that life force uh we're going to block off the creativity the feeling of being alive and just like fully living in this body we we were brought here to really experience ourselves multidimensionally and uh, sexuality and spirituality could work together so nicely to just really attain amazing profound experiences Mm. I, I I fully agree. I think uh, I think there's just energy sources. Like I imagine, yeah. if an alien came down and saw us, they would be like, "Well, your mind is an energy source. You can do tremendous things with it. Your heart has a frequency, an energy frequency. It's a really powerful energy source." And I feel like mm-hmm. they'd, yeah. they'd look at our genitals and be like, "Yo, that's how your species continues to exist that's obviously it it holds so much energy in so many different ways and they they wouldn't be seeing it through the lens of religion and through pornography and all through all sorts of like potentially toxic um institutions yeah Yeah. um they would just see it simply and i think we're kind of missing that because we've been trained to be so ashamed of it i've seen like really powerful humans get into a work power situation and make a decision that's mm-hmm. it sexual energy off turn the switch mm-hmm. completely mm-hmm. off mm-hmm. um as an educator and as an expert in that space what would you advise them in that situation in the work environment yeah but sexual energy not sex right like they just yeah. like they just imagine they literally tell me that it's like a switch they turn it off they don't think about their partners they're in work mode they're like that needs to go to the side because now i'm in work mode right right do you think that's a unhealthy pattern um i think staying open generally is a a great practice right so staying open and staying aligned and and being fluent so just letting all of the energies uh flow in you you can direct them uh whichever way you feel fit right so if you're feeling i don't know aroused or very very sexual and it's not a playful situation you can always direct that energy to become more creative and uh, to just become more persuasive maybe right it's just as you said it's an energy source that we can use to um we can use to manifest anything we want right it doesn't have to be a sexual experience it could be maybe an idea an amazing idea or like a passionate speech or maybe a deep connection with someone on an emotional or intellectual level so i hear you when you're saying stay open and channel the energy in a productive way Mm -hmm. Why, why do people close i think a lot of times it's fear when we're afraid to maybe get hurt or maybe when we're afraid to connect and feel deeply um it's the fear that just kind of stops us and we create these internal walls within ourselves and we hold this uh, almost like a mask or like pretend to be a persona that we're not and um that takes a toll on us you know we we feel it protects us and in certain situations it could be useful but a lot of times i think the intention still should be to be aligned with who you are authentically and staying open and being fluid otherwise um it just takes too much energy to protect yourself that way and and to be that rigid energetically speaking 
Mm. It's a defensive behavior, essentially, right? When you just kind of stop the energy flow. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to go back to something you said a little earlier around, you said you've been married for 24 years. Mm-hmm. And so 18 years into your marriage and then you guys went open? Yeah, we decided to try polyamory. Mm -hmm. Tell me that story. How did that <laughs> happen? Well, you know, I've been kind of on my personal uh, quest for a while now and just searching my soul and trying to understand who am I. And, you know, there's a funny story to go with it, actually. I started seeing a psychotherapist. I was like, you know what? I have an issue. I fall in love and in lust with multiple people. And I don't act on it because I'm married and I'm monogamous. But it keeps happening to me. And everybody tells me there's something wrong with me. So can you please help me? And he was a very kind man. He was like, of course, yes, let's keep working on it. So we started working on it. And we worked on it for like four years. And I learned so much from him. And like we became good friends. He came out to my exhibitions. And then one day... He was like, you know what? I'm falling in love and in lust with you. And I was like, okay, this <laughs> Your is it. Your psychotherapist said this? <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is it. And he wasn't going to propose anything. I just think it was becoming so apparent that like he couldn't really <laughs> hold it in anymore, right? So he decided to disclose. And I was like, okay, this is not an issue. <laughs> Obviously, a lot of people go through it, right? So I started doing the research and I found all of the books and the... You know, the the workshops I went to, we actually spoke to a marriage counselor and I just realized, hey, I'm not monogamous by nature. You know, only 3% of people are. And now I teach actually fully amorous workshops at a sex club. So, you know, this is how that goes. But it's, um, yeah, it's very funny how it happens. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So husband of 18 years. Mm-hmm. Was he open to this idea? I think my husband would be very happy staying monogamous, but um, he loves me very much. He's extremely flexible. So, you know, and we took our time and I always recommend um, to people if they are considering opening up, please always take the time. Don't jump head first. Make sure that, you know, you're just taking baby steps and uh, you're discussing and like open communication is flowing. And so, you know, we tried it like with little tiny steps. It took us about six months to decide that, yes, we want to try it. And then we were kind of trying it also like really slowly communicating, you know, discussing how we feel, setting the, the boundaries and then kind of breaking those boundaries and maybe setting the new ones. So it's it's like an, uh, it's a fluid process of negotiation. Um, but at the end of the day, I think he's happy with that decision. I'm happy with that decision. And uh, it's really uh, enriching, at least for me. You know, some people are perfectly fine with monogamous relationships. And I see a lot of clients who are monogamous. Yeah. Um, but some people are, you know, they just love connecting with multiple partners. And that's also a great way to experience yourself and to experience depth and experience why you're here. And is it endless or is it like when people say open do you go in thinking you know two three is my max or is it no like it could be 10 it could be no long term like do you have any rules that if someone's considering this it's something that would help them 
I think it's really, um, it's very personal um, and kind of unique to, like very specific to each person, right? Because we're designing these journeys ourselves and open relationship is such a vast field. Um, sky's the limit with regards to what kind of configuration you're looking for, right? It's also expressing who you are authentically. So like for me, I prefer deeper connections. I prefer multidimensional connections. So from my perspective, what do you I mean when you say multidimensional? Just so I'm clear. So that I connect to the person, not just sexually, but like I also want to fall in love. I also want to connect with him on a spiritual level so that we can have deeper experiences of maybe energy orgasms or maybe there's a tantric exploration. Uh, our value systems are aligned. Intellectually, we're on the same page. Like I want to spend more time with the person because I love, I love the depth, you know, I love the depth and the kind of the... Um, um, power that comes with that, the passion that comes with that. Mm -hmm. So for me, polyamory looks like, you know, just like a very small uh, select uh, group of people. Like, for example, I used to have a boyfriend and a husband and maybe like really occasional play partners. But like for me, I, I like to zoom in versus, you know, some people I know they may have five, six, like however many um, contacts of point, right? Like however many play partners or lovers. It also depends on your lifestyle. I have kids. Some people don't. I'm pretty busy with, you know, maybe the gym or the workshops that I teach. So it all, I think, depends on your availability and how deep you want to go versus how kind of wide you want to go. Great. That, that's helpful. Um, my next question is growing up in a conservative culture and household. Mm hmm. And I, I've seen your Instagram. I, I, I hear what type of stuff you, you work on. Mm -hmm. uh, how have you rested that voice in our heads that was trained to make us judgy about ourselves and self-critical about what will people think? What will people think? Um, yeah, does yeah. That, is that voice completely quieted? Uh, does she come out um, often? And if so, do you have any ways to to reconcile that and continue letting the truest form of yourself be right. expressed? Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's a really good question. Um, I think uh, a lot of times when I work with people, I work with mindfulness and also when I work with myself through, you know, patterns, when I feel like maybe they resurface and I feel, feel um, shame and guilt again. Um, it's all about becoming mindful, becoming quiet, dropping into your body and identifying which part of you is speaking, right? So, um, for example, there's a part of you that's called a wounded child, and uh, I have a couple of those. And from time to time, a situation may trigger me to the point where, oh, my God, I feel like that little girl again who is full of shame and guilt, right? Um, and then it's a job of um, kind of my higher self or just larger part of me that knows that those um, feelings are not um, founded or maybe they're not helpful at this point. Um, and I use uh, certain healing techniques of just kind of loving myself and accepting myself and uh, parenting that child that lives inside of me. Because when we grow up, it becomes our job to heal ourselves, uh, heal our wounds and just parent those wounded children back into health. 
So uh, yeah, it's it's a, it's an ongoing journey. It gets a little bit easier because you can rebuild the neural pathways in your brain, and so that if you let's say you used to hate yourself, but then you decided to change that pattern and you started uh, doing uh, self-love practices, um, only in like 20 days you can restructure your neural pathways and become a lot more loving towards yourself, a lot more accepting. But um, it's it's kind of an ongoing ongoing process of just becoming aware, being mindful, and um, getting back to your intention. What is your intention? You know, being you, accepting yourself for who you are, not living in a judgment, for example, right? So that's what you get back to. That's helpful. The retraining the neural pathways through self love practices. I'm wondering if you can share maybe your favorite self love practice that you 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 yourself um use regularly yes of course um my favorite one is um do you want to do it together with me now absolutely great so i would um usually set some type of music that puts you in a bit of a trance state or just quiets you down so i'm going to invite you to close your eyes and take a deep breath into your belly and just kind of breathe out also with your mouth open and take another deep breath into your belly and breathe out and so usually I would guide somebody to focus on what is happening inner body so we don't have the time right now but what i will ask you is that i want you to start focusing on your heart deep deep into your heart and just start breathing into that space and the more you breathe into that space i want you to start visualizing all of the peoples or maybe animals or anyone or anything that brings on that sensation of unconditional love so the more you breathe into your heart, the more you connect with the unconditional love. You may start getting the sensation of maybe pressure or maybe openness or maybe pain if, if there are some painful emotions that you're holding inside. Or perhaps you're able to tune into that beautiful love and energy that you hold so what is it that you feel right now darius are you able to kind of drop into the heart a little bit i was and i felt pain if i'm honest pain yeah, yeah. so it's 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 kind of a mindfulness practice of like dropping into your heart trying to see and and i usually suggest do doing uh, kind of this energetic body scan in which you kind of scan your whole body and i'm happy to teach you um at some point and so that you encounter like what's happening with the emotions around you right inside of you we tend to hold a lot of emotions a lot of blockages inside of our body um and close to us on an energetic mm -hmm. level and so then you would kind of identify them, but you would also start to tune into that beautiful frequency of self-love. Mm. And you can also tell yourself what it is that you love about yourself. So could you give us three adjectives of what you love about yourself? Mm. Three things I love about myself. I'm currently loving my consistency. Consistency, beautiful. So just feel into that. Wonderful. What else that you love about yourself? 
I'm loving my recent courage. Wonderful. So feel into that frequency. And what else? I'm loving how goofy I can be and how much I can make myself laugh sometimes. <laughs> That's very cool. So what's happening to you as you're telling yourself how much you love oh, yourself? Oh, you're can good. You you're good. <laughs> you just got Did me smiling. Yeah, because you, yeah, you got me into the feeling instead of thinking. Beautiful. The, the thinking is like it's over there. I'm looking yeah. at, you know, and then the yeah. feeling is like, I feel it in my spine. I feel it in my back. Beautiful. Yeah. So see, so you brought in this like unconditional field of love, right? This frequency that you brought on yourself. And how does it feel for you? What do you feel? Well, I've got a giant smile that? on my face and I feel a lot less heavy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was really cool. Thank you for that. Beautiful. Yeah. So it's just one example of how to change your own, um, frequency right your, your your own expression yeah and you bring the the, the state of love to you because a lot of times we think oh my god i need to i need to i don't know talk to a friend to to make me feel loved or uh, people who are maybe single they're thinking oh my god i need to find a special someone to fall in love so that i can feel alive again and all of that is perfect and beautiful but the thing is it's our own energy that they're evoking in us it's our own energy that they're reflecting back to us and we can totally bring it out ourselves so I it's kind that. of a daily practice of that, you know, telling yourself how much you love yourself, looking at yourself in the mirror, maybe hugging yourself physically um, is very powerful, I find. That's great. Um, we, we've got just a few minutes left and there's two very important topics I want to I want to touch on. Mm -hmm. uh, topic number two is I want to talk about this book you have coming out that sounds mm -hmm. so exciting. Alice in Wonderland, my Polly Land, sorry. Yeah. Right. But before we do that, can you just tell the audience what an energy orgasm is? Yes, I have a few videos. If you guys want to check them out, you can go to my uh, to my YouTube page, uh, Spirit Sex Club, and see. I think there's five or six. It's an amazing phenomenon. Everybody can do it. You don't need a partner. You can have it solo. You can have it with someone. And the experience is truly profound. You feel like you're not even your body. Like, depending on what you believe in, you could drop into maybe your past life or just have this amazing pleasure-filled experience of just like bursting through all of your cells. So it's very, very different from just having a physical orgasm um, that is maybe clitoral or maybe it's just kind of situated around one spot, right? It's even better than just like a full-bodied orgasm because it involves so many more dimensions. It's not just physical. It's emotional. You could like cry. You could laugh. Um, it's also spiritual. You just feel like you're, I don't know, one with the universe. You're one with a partner. You, I've had incredible experiences with it, and I just absolutely love it. It's a union of spirituality and sexuality, and everybody has this force inside of you. You just need to learn how to bring it up, how to use it, how to breathe through it, um, and just really how to align with it. I love that a union of spirituality and sexuality mm -hmm. and for those yeah. of you that can't quite visualize it because I've seen these videos and they're incredible mm 
you have someone um, laying down on their back and you're sort of on your knees over top of them. And mm-hmm. it, to me, it looks like you're just sort of like, you're not touching them, but you're moving your hands across their their chakras. Mm-hmm. And so it's sort of like, it's like a, almost like a conductor, but it's not just moving in one continuous pattern. It seems like you're tapping into which area needs more touch and, and non-touch touch, I mean. And uh, you can see the reaction in the person and it's it's magical and so it's incredible so, yeah. yeah it's so cool to see it's like the waves the waves just start going through you and uh it could be absolutely touch free the first time i experienced it um the the person i was with um, i had my eyes closed he wasn't touching me and all of a sudden my body just started moving out of its own accord as though as waves were just kind of penetrating me like deep pleasurable waves of um i can't even describe like amazing passionate expression of who i am and uh, at first i started freaking out i was like oh my god what is happening to me and then I kind of knew about this phenomenon at that point. So I thought, okay, I'm just going to relax. I'm just going to breathe through it. I'm just going to surrender. And it culminated that what what happens is that this energy just then explodes out of your seventh center, out of your head. And it's, yeah, it's incredible. It's incredible. Wow. So people could check it out at spiritsexlabs.com. Is that right? spiritsexlab.com yes and also on youtube spiritsexlab so you can find me right there that's yeah there's a lot of videos on that even long distance you can like it doesn't have to be done in person you can do it to somebody long distance because of the quantum entanglement principle that if somebody vibrates so i set my field up to high frequency and then i kind of um let the other person's frequency rise as well that's like a badass sexual superpower like an x right that's what i thought like Like, this is like high-end sexual experience that everybody should be able to practice and the thing is like everybody can it's it's awesome that is a cool party trick (laughs) just to like wiggle your fingers and give someone like a an orgasm wow (laughs) um so lastly we've only got a couple minutes left probably two minutes but could you tell people about this book you have coming out what the premise is um, where they can find out more about it and who it's for. Yes, yes. Um, so this uh, book is coming out of my stories that I've been writing for the past six years uh, from my polyamorous experiences. Um, and it's really an inspirational guide uh, to kind of um, let people embrace their passion and just really learn more about Tantra and energy orgasms and BDSM experiences and also group sex. Anything and everything that they may be interested in, it's great for singles, it's great for couples. You don't have to be an open relationship to learn these things there's a lot of um, tips and tricks so the good thing about this book it's not just erotic stories that are inspirational in nature but also each of them is uh, followed by a page of practical tips so I tell you exactly how to um, achieve that experience so I give you a lot of tips on energy orgasm I give you a lot of tips on tantric deep connections I give you a lot of tips on how to find a unicorn or how to create an experience with a unicorn or what is a kink party what is a sex club how to find a unicorn unicorn yes have you heard of those (laughs) I don't think I heard about it in the way you're referring to it The unicorns are these magical creatures that um, a lot of couples are looking for. Uh, essentially, it's a bisexual female, right? So a lot of couples unicorns, have this kind of... Unicorns, I get it now. Yeah, fantasy yes. of... Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> and you could have an experience uh, like that even in a fantasy or just as part of dirty talk. So it gives you kind of a lot of ideas with regards to creative and playful approaches to sexuality and also finding yourself. It's, uh, it's kind of a very deep book that also has spirituality and philosophy woven into it as well. That sounds incredible. So where can they get this book? When does it come out? What's the URL? So I'm just starting my Kickstarter project and you can uh, support this project by going to aliceinpolyland.com. Um, and there, there will be a link and you can get a book or you can get like a package with the book and uh, some posters. There's also an option to get a few sessions from me and the book. So like um, options are limitless and uh, everything is just geared towards bringing more pleasure, passion and authenticity into your lives. Amazing. Thank you so much for the work you do, for, for, for sharing your story and for being courageous enough for feeling something wrong inside, something that needs to come out that doesn't have the ability to come out and to showing the bravery to bring her out because she is so glorious. Oh, thank you so much. It means so much to me, Darius. Thank you. Awesome. So they can find you at spiritsexlabs.com. Yep, spiritsexlab.com. I'm also on social media, spiritsexlab, YouTube, um, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And the book is available at aliceinpolyland.com. Amazing. Awesome. That's our show, folks. This is the Heart to Mouth Podcast. My name is Darius Bashar, and we will see you manana.